the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Hello. Welcome to Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Chris Kelly dead. Chris Cross rapper dies at age 34. Breaking news. Okay, so the story is a bit of a day old, but work with me. He's one half of Chris Cross. So Chris Kelly, dead, age 34. He was found unresponsive in his Atlanta home. You might remember him as that cute little punk kid. Spokeswoman with the Fulton County Police Department said unless the medical examiner finds out something different, it appears he died of a drug overdose. Drugs are bad, okay, kids? Kelly, along with Chris Daddy Mac Smith, was discovered as a young teen by Jermaine Dupree. Rap duo quickly became famous for wearing their clothes backwards. And now you're saying, is that what that was all about? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was all about. So he did a concert in February to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Jump, Jump. Now I know you're saying, really? I know. I wish I could make this stuff up, but I can't. I'm playing them a little bit. I know you're saying, are you doing an ad hoc, ad lib tribute to Criss Cross? No, what I'm basically saying is we all die. Some of us sooner than others. Count on it. It's why I do this show. Ann Curry gets fired at the Today Show. Matt Lauer probably pushed her out. You might get pushed out of your job by Matt Lauer. Because Matt Lauer doesn't like you. And or you might be Chris Kelly. Dead at 34. I don't know if he had a wife. I don't know if he had kids. I can tell you that he hasn't been successful in 20 years. Sometimes your best successes are behind you. So as an investor, you need to think, okay, how long am I going to work? I better think about disability insurance in case today while I'm driving home, that high school teenager looking at her cell phone. Okay, I'll say that, dude. Let's not be sexist. High school senior. Dude smoking a little marijuana, looking at his cell phone. Runs into me, and I can't perform anymore. You know, I work at a radio station where we've got salespeople. What if they're disfigured? 
Some of them might already be disfigured, but might not do be due to accidents. But the point being is they might be out of a job. So that's why you need disability insurance. Now, the state's got disability insurance for you, but it stinks. It's not 60% of your current salary. That's right. So are you with me or against me? Because you got to choose a side. Chris Kelly dead at 34. Does that story mean anything to you? Other than drugs are bad? Okay. Yeah, drugs are bad. So be careful. Know that you're not going to live forever. Like Highlander. Scottish ninjas that live forever. SP 500's up 7 this morning. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 55. The NASDAQ up 19. The Euro, yeah, a little bit weaker. Yay, Mario Draghi to the rescue. I know you're saying, Mario Draghi. Does he talk like a vampire? Who is Mario Draghi? Mario Draghi is the head of the ECB, the European Central Bank. And he replaced Jean-Claude Van Damme. And where does the story end? Jean-Claude Van Damme, touche. So he's the head of this ECB, and he's basically cut interest rates. So Japan's cut interest rates. The United States cut interest rates. Now, for that part, our Federal Reserve said yesterday, you know what? We're going to remain accommodative for now, as long as needed. We'll monitor it closely. And people are happy. Our Federal Reserve's not going to do anything anytime soon. There'll be a little bit more out of them today. But monetary policy is easy pleasy. Yesterday we got pretty good earnings out of General Motors, Visa, Allstate, Cardinal Health. Facebook, not so much. But you know what? Facebook said, screw you, Wall Street. We're focusing on what we're focusing on, which is mobile, and we're pretty pleased with it. Now I'm paraphrasing. The Pope, speaking from the, the very first bully pulpit is condemning capitalism's excesses. Interesting. Pope Francis. I know you're saying, I forgot he was named Francis. Rob, what's your middle name? Francis. Tweeted out, My thoughts turn to all who are unemployed, often as a result of a self-centered mindset bent on profit at any cost. Okay, so he's not big into capitalism. He ripped into slave labor conditions in Bangladesh, factory, whose collapse killed hundreds. Are you even paying attention to the world news? Because if not, that story totally blew by you. If I'm your world news, that's not a good sign. I'm thinking about pushing for the the big bow that little girls wear in their hair. I'm pushing for that to make into a, a fashion trend. Will it work? Will it not work? We'll find out. Intel's named a new successor, Brian Krasanich. Okay, first and foremost, Intel, if you're going to name a new CEO to replace Paul Ottolini, do me a favor and have a name that I can actually pronounce. Because in the future, I'm just going to say Intel's CEO, Brian Krasanich. He's going to replace Paul Ottolini May 16th. And this is kind of like we've known for a while that Ottolini was leaving. It was well telegraphed, but we didn't know who was going to replace him. Now we know it's a COO, so they hired within. And they're like, boring. 
the good news is he's probably not going to mess things up. The bad news is he brings a relationship with China, and he brings manufacturing expertise to the table. Very similar to what uh, Tim Cook did with Apple. Uh, Intel yields 3.8%. Stock's moving from 20 to 24 recently. It's had a nice move. Today it's down fractions on the news of a new CEO. Do we want... Would we wanted him to come from like uh, a cell phone semiconductor company? Maybe, because we're like, yeah, 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 desktop. Desktop smash top. For the first time ever in my life, my next desktop, I don't care about the semiconductor in it. Am I too old to play video games? Maybe. Am I at the point where booting up in 8 seconds versus 12 seconds means that much to me? Not really. So I would have liked to have seen something groundbreaking, because when I pick up my cell phone, it doesn't have an Intel chip in it. Now, five years from now, we may not even be picking up cell phones. Are you with me against me? You've got to pick a side. Anyway, you get the idea. Coming up, May 9th. Going to be doing a big event. How big of an event, you say? Pretty big. Build a retirement portfolio that lasts. Brand new event for me. Thursday, May 9th. One week from today in the Sheraton Pleasanton Hotel. That's right, Pleasanton. I'm coming to you. Are you ready? And CFP Chad Burke are going to talk about building a retirement portfolio that lasts decades. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. In Spanish, it's Roberto Negro El Interneto. See. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back here with Straw Black and everybody on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220. Bloomberg's Matt Miller is there. Hey. On AM 1220, KDOW. And iHeart Radio Station. Very apocalyptic sounding music, eh? Imagine dragons coming to you at 21 past the hour. Radioactive. Um, let's talk money. Let's talk investing. Yelp. Doing very, very well. Yesterday on this show, I mentioned that I don't see a business model for Yelp down the road. I see them acquired. I don't see them as a standalone company. The reason being is that many, many, many years ago, there was called a dot-com boom. And we saw companies like Pets.com, Webvan, all come up with these great concepts of how to use the Internet. Yelp is a great concept. I love going to a f- area that's crazy weird, that's luxurious, that's exotic. Not erotic, but exotic. Which mine's out of the gutter. This show's rated PG-13. Like, when I go to Stockton, for instance, I'm in the third world country and I need to find a restaurant. I could activate the GPS on my phone. GPS activate. And I could plug in my Yelp app and boom. I can find the greatest restaurants 
in all of Stockton. Wonderful, luxurious places like Senior Frogs. I know you're saying, you ate at Senior Frogs? I did. Because I was on an exotic trip to Stockton, California. I know you're saying, what were we doing in Stockton, California? I basically bumped my head. I had a percussion. And, well, that's what I was doing. Always funny, by the way. Rob Black. I've been dropped for seven weeks in a row. Mortgage rates fell just above a record low. It is a great time to get a mortgage. I almost want to buy real estate so I can get a mortgage. 15-year fixed at 2.75%. Are you kidding me? That's stunning. That's like Elizabeth Hurley in the early 90s. And then, boy, the 2000s were not good to her. But the 30-year fixed at 3.52%, that's also stunning. I like them both. Now, five years ago, I really wasn't that crazy about the 15-year fixed. But with rates this low, it's the biggest no-brainer of all time. You're going to kick yourself in the head if you don't get a mortgage. That is keeping our corporate balance sheets clear. Apple just borrowed a record amount of money. Microsoft borrowed at record lows. They're basically taking out a mortgage. It could be a five-year, it could be a 10-year, it could be a 15-year. So they're basically saying, I owe somebody money. So our corporations are benefiting from these low rates, but hopefully you are too. I know last year when I refinanced, I saved something like, I don't know, seven, dollars $8,000 a year. And I'll find ways of spending that money. For instance, tonight, when I light candles and I mourn the death of Chris Kelly, Chris Cross Rapper dies at age 34. I'm going to wear my clothes backwards tonight. I might rip something. And part of that extra savings in my mortgage is going to go to covering the cost of new clothes. In fact, I may even go out and buy a New York Yankees vintage baseball jersey. And I'm going to wear my hat backwards, too, at a slight twist. Anyhow and anyway, mortgage rates are helping the world. For those of you doom and gloomers out there, and I know you're out there, I'm not going to say screw you. I'm going to say there's positives and negatives. That's just the way it works. So I started this segment talking about Yelp and how yesterday I was saying, you know, I don't see a business model for them 10, 15 years from now. I don't. One of the big things on Pinterest right now is let's take a picture of my wedding garter belt or my wedding veil. Let's show everyone all these behind-the-scenes pictures of of how great my day is going to be. Right? And it's starting to drive some traction. And I think tagging pictures is more of the future than web pages. Even more so than applications. Now, you're either with me or against me on that one. That's fine. Long story short, Yelp blows out numbers last night, up 23%. I don't care. It could be at a 52-week high, and I don't mind, because I don't, I don't get it. Company's not earning money. A lot of negatives about the company. 
huge valuation going forward. So I say pass on it. Sometimes it's okay to like let a, a winner run without you because you, it doesn't represent what you want or need. Anyway, I don't know if I'm making any sense at all. It's fair if I'm not. Taking a look at some of the other stories of note out there today. The old sell in May and go away, Maxim. Not applying so far. Yesterday we were up. Today we're up. Um, oh, no, yesterday we were down. Yesterday you should have sold in May, but today we're up. Kellogg and IP issue an earnings today. IP being international paper. Kraft Foods out with their quarterly numbers. Mylan, Gilead Science, Dun & Bradstreet, AIG. Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder, I always like to say, okay, who wants to invest in makeup? Keep in mind there's been ugly women for thousands of years, and there will be ugly women for thousands more years, where they don't have the supple lip that doesn't need lipstick. They've got the dry, brittle lip. They got the cow lip. They got the Bubba Gump shrimp lip. And they need to do something with that. So they have to put lipstick on that pig, so to speak. Took me like three hours to finish the shading on your upper lip. Thank you, Napoleon, for adding a little color to that commentary. So they're not going to go out of business. But then again, these, do you think they're going to go out of business? Maybe. There's some competition out there, but they raised their earnings forecast for the fiscal year. As credit card use increases, people like me don't like people. Three out of four people make up 75% of people, and people like me don't like people, so I like to swipe. I'm at the point now where I'm swiping, I'm stepping away from the register. I'm like, I don't need a bag. Don't, don't make eye contact with me. Anyhow, where does the story go? It doesn't. You could say Visa, you could say Estee Lauder, you could say CBS just had massive profits. Super Bowl was big for CBS. Boston beer. Boston. Yeah, we'll talk about Boston a little later in the show. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up next Thursday. Not this Thursday, not tonight, but next Thursday. Seven nights away from tonight. No, something like that. You'll figure it out. In Pleasanton, sign up at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're still looking at delays to Livermore. A multi-car crash is in the clearing stages on westbound 580 right before Isabel Avenue. One vehicle, however, is still blocking the left lane. Your commute is backed up from 205. In Concord, westbound. Favorites like Chris Tomlin. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow. Comedians like Tim Hawkins. Which one a hand? Most women, it was before you turned four. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I know what you're saying. You're just crushing it today, Rob. Kind of am, aren't I? 
big day. We're mourning the loss of Chris Kelly. One half of the popular crisscross rapper group. Dead at 34. We're celebrating that the Pope is tweeting about global inequity. Tides towards capitalism. Pope Francis ripped in slave labor. Pope's not Marxist. Catholic Church has a history of being skeptical about the excesses of capitalism. I myself like my shoes to be made by little children from third world countries because my quality of life improves as I have more expensive shoes manufactured overseas. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite companies of all time is called Soro. Soro is in the same business as Valero. And anytime I see the word Valero, I go, Valero, whoa, 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 whoa. But to Soro, they reported slightly better than expected profit. There was a day and age where I cared about the fuel refiners. Not so much now. I still smile when I see it. Higher fuel sales and increased profit margins in the refining business. Ever since Hurricane Katrina, our refiners have just been a mess. If you've ever watched six-year-olds playing soccer, it's a mess. They all run towards the ball. You're like, stay in your position, stay in your position, Billy. Pass the ball. And they run out of bounds just as fast as they run towards the goal. Same thing with the business refiners or the energy refiners. It's, just, it's a mess, and I, I can't say I want you to invest in them. Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company, sold a little bit of a share in Moody's, even though they're still the largest shareholder. Sold just a little bit. Moody's is a ratings agency. Boston Beer. Sam Cooke had on the show back when I did a national show. And I'm not making this up. I'm pretty sure he was trashed at 7 in the morning. Then again, if I'm CEO of a beer company, he had a great line. He said, Budweiser spills more beer than we make per no, no. Budweiser spills more beer per day than we make in a year. I don't even know if it's a good line or not. Like, I don't even know if it's true. But when you when you throw lines like that, like people like me go, okay, I get it. The beer brewer, Sam Adams, Boston Beer, was impacted by higher processing and ingredient costs. Remember last summer? We had a bit of a scorcher. And all our wheat died, and the sky was gray. That higher wheat is a killer when you're in the beer industry. Hmm. Google apps are besting the iPhone's default software. And Apple has to grin and bear it. Google makes a good product. There's something to be said about that. Apple is at a crossroads where, for years, I've had a Google phone and people have mocked me. 
They're like, you own shares of Apple and you have a Google phone. Because I rely on Google Maps for driving. What's cool is that they ping other users. And those other users tell me how long it's going to take to get left or right. Jim Cook. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Anyhow, um, Android's voice commands. They've introduced a voice-activated assistant competitor to Siri. And it's actually a pretty good product again. Siri promised a bold, versatile world of interacting with your device. It really didn't deliver. Maps really didn't deliver. So Apple has to get it right. SP 500 up 9, the Dow up 75, NASDAQ up 26. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, question for you. We talk about setting priorities to get to where you want to in your life, you know, enough money for retirement, enough money for a house, enough money for your kid's college, enough money for an emergency fund. But that's only step one. Step two has to be having a budget. A budget's not fun. A budget's not sexy. You know, most people live paycheck to paycheck, and they kind of hope that they have enough money in the last two, three, four days of the month, and that they're not bouncing checks. Let's talk budgets. Well, yeah, and and let's talk the fact that, you know, people come in, and everything runs off your budget. I mean, even your asset allocation, especially in retirement, um, your whole asset allocation, how much you have in cash, stocks, bonds, real estate, it's all driven on how much you're going to spend at a gross level in retirement from your Income needs to pay to keep the lights on, the entertainment, the taxes, the health care costs. It, it's all run based on the budget. And a lot of people come in for a financial plan, right, without having done the work on their own. How much do you spend on a monthly basis? And you, and you hear this on radio all the time. People are, they call in and they were asked, they're asked that question. They him and hon, they don't really know. So when you have a budget, it's kind of humiliating because, again, you start factoring in just strange concepts. Phil Mickelson he was, got famous for basically saying California was too expensive for him, that his taxes, his 39% income tax, his 13% state income tax, so that's 52% right there, his 6% payroll tax, oh my. He's like, when he's all said and done, he's like, I'm paying 62 to 63% of my income to taxes. And then you get people like me who say, you've got to save 15% of your salary. So he's right there at 77% of his income goes out the door before he has anything to spend on coffee, cars, houses, his wife. <laughs> well, it's his marginal bracket. So first of all, if he's really at that rate, he needs to get a new advisor and a new CPA. <laughs> so, but it is it, it is it is hard because there's so many things you can do, especially when you're self-employed like yeah. like that guy is, um, to to shelter that. Um, you know Phil Milk. You know who Phil Milk. Yeah, the golfer. Okay, right. lefty. Yeah, and he quickly apologized after he said all that. Um, Look, the, the the thing is, is that you've got you can't do any financial planning until you get a handle on your spending. Until you you really sit there and itemize what you do. And if you're wealthy, you don't tend to say I'm only going to spend X number of dollars per month on eating out. You tend to just track it so that you know on a quarterly basis are you above or below where you projected yourself to be on an annual basis. And and that's part of your annual financial review, if not biannual review, is to say what did I spend over the last six to twelve months versus what I projected myself to spend. Right. And there's so many tools out there. Um, our clients get a wealth management site that tracks all their investments, does all their projections. It also can track their spending, much like Mint.com um, can do. LearnVest is another. LearnVest.com is another uh, place that has a tool like that that's had some good reviews. 
It's the first step. Before you hire a financial advisor, you really need to get a handle on your expenses because it might be your own eye-opener to say, oh, I spend too much money in this area, and I could be saving that for retirement. Yeah, I spend too much money on restaurants, that's for sure. Yeah. And until you actually have software like Mint or you know, any sort of budgeting software, you can't really be honest with yourself. And again, I like the visual. When you see it and you're like, whoa, I spent $18,000 last year on restaurants, you're like, that's a lot of money. I could have eaten at home and saved a ton. Well, and it, it will also, based on your zip code and your region, it'll tell you how much other families are spending in those same categories. So you can get an idea. Are you way overboard? Or are you in line with what the average person is doing? Anything else that we need to know about budgeting? Um, when it's longer-term budgeting and forecasting, again, it's being realistic about how you want life to be okay. and, and figuring those items in so you can make those decisions, as we talked about many times before, is it sometimes just working a couple of more years can allow you to achieve so many more of your goals at a more safe level in terms of how much money you have to live till age 100 versus retiring at a specific age. So if you're 50 years old and you're projecting outward, say, I still want to have this RV. I want to have this vacation home. I want to be able to remodel my house. Setting those into your longer-term budget and cash flow will help you be realistic about your retirement date. Uh, and too many people are retiring early, or they retire, and then they come in for a plan after that, and it's a very painful conversation. And I've seen people literally in tears to, to, and tell them, you, you retired too soon. You should have seen me before you turned in your notice. It's pretty common. Yeah. Because there's kind of an arrogance of it. There's kind of a, I'm all powerful, and then you realize you're really not all that powerful, and it really wasn't that much money, and it's tough to get rehired later in life. Especially in, yeah, there's a lot of age discrimination. Do you ever do anything tricky with your budget? Like, um, for instance, a lot of uh, businesses have toilet paper in the staff bathrooms. Do you ever, like, say, I'll save some money on my groceries and my toilet paper buying by just stopping off at work and grabbing some? <laughs> Those are tough times. I've been so jumping, I, haven't, I haven't done that. I, do, I will take a ream of paper home for my home printer, but other than that. I remember in college, I don't think I ever paid for uh, toilet paper. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I'm sticking to that story. And Lysol, you know how workplaces always have cans of Lysol laying around? Yeah. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black. That's CFP Chad Burton. He's a certified financial planner. He manages people with wealth. You can find out more about him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he and I will be in Pleasanton one week from today, Thursday evening from 6.30 to 9, doing a wealth event. But it's a retirement event. It's a brand new event for he and I forcing me to come up with new content. You can learn more about this event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's a building a retirement portfolio that lasts. Sign up at robblack.com. Five hundred index is rebounding this morning. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Home is wherever I am with you. Alabama, Arkansas. I do love my ma and pa. 
Baby, I'm coming home. I'll follow you into the park, through the jungle, through the dark. Girl, I've never loved one like you. Moats and boats and waterfalls, alleyways, payphone calls. I've been everywhere with you. Mother's Day is coming true. I always celebrate my birthday as Mother's Day. Call my mother on my birthday and say, uh, thanks for birthing eight pounds of me, carrying me for nine months. My mother had six kids, one miscarriage. She was pregnant for over eight, no, no, for over six years of her life. That's crazy. So home is an important concept to me. Mom is an important concept to me. Um, Having a best friend is like having a home. Anyhow, speaking of homes, 15-year mortgages are at record lows, 2.56%. Cheaper mortgage rates have encouraged home buying and refinancing. I got an email from someone who just wants to be right. I'll refer to him as Mr. Righty Guy. And I'm not going to read it. He basically ripped me a a bigger pie hole. I don't know if I'm. I don't even know what that means. But he ripped me one, and he's uh, like, "We're in another real estate bubble, and money's going to zero, and pigs are flying." And like, that's fine if you want to live in that world. I live in the world of Groupon, where I can get stuff sixty percent off. Some people live in reality, some people don't. The truth is, is we're not going to hell in a handbasket. It's just not very fair out there. Some rich people are getting richer, some poor people are getting poor. Fairness is a weird question. Because if you look at me and the way I live large, you go, that guy's got it all. He should give more, and I agree with that. I do give more in taxes than people who don't have it all. I'm already doing it. On top of that, you could say, like, hey, let's go, let's look at Harvard. Let's say you go to college, and it could be any college. Well, there's A students and there's C students, so everyone should just get a B. That's fair. Because there's the people who get A's... But there's also people who get, everyone should get a B. And you're like, that's not cool. The guy who worked hard got an A. But in the world of taxes, you go, the guy who got, worked hard, he deserves to pay more. He should pay what A pays and B because there's a C out there. So fair is a weird concept for a lot of people. Weird concepts rule in my head. You don't want to babysit the thoughts that, that I think about all day long. Like the overseas labor market where everyone's all in a tizzy about child labor and women labor. Well, as we've given these children more money and these women more money, we're like, okay, it used to be made in Japan, then it was made in Taiwan, then it was made in China, now it's made in Bangladesh. And we're like, I don't even know where Bangladesh is. Anyway, the big thing now is made in Mexico. You know, with all this fracking going on in the United States, we're getting cheaper energy. What we're learning is, hey, manufacture it here because it's expensive to manufacture it in China. If you're going to pay some kid five cents an hour, and now he wants seven cents an hour, you still have to ship it across the, uh, across the ocean. So what we're learning is it's cheaper to make stuff in Mexico now. 
the huge winner is Mexico. Recent outperformance on competitive grounds, it's gained market share in the United States, automobile production remains an indirect threat. Other less efficient Latin American manufacturers, Mexico's always been strongly plugged in the U.S. manufacturing cycle. Mexico's structural reforms are likely to reduce you know, the, rig- the, the rigidness, some of the tailwinds that have you know, kicked in in the past. I'm pro-Mexico. One of the best things you can do right now is go buy land in Mexico if, you're, uh, if you want to buy real estate. It's, I think there's a stronger peso play. A sustained manufacturing revival in the United States is benefiting Mexico. And it's going to take years to play out. Now, again, am I saying go buy Mexico in a uh, manufacturing city? I am! China's over. Countries like China, they're well known for that cheap labor. But that cost has been rising as people get all 60 minutes. 60 minutes freaks me out because as you get older, you like it more. And as you get older, you're like, I wonder if I'm going to make it back for the commercial break. Because they're like, tick, 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 tick. It's pressure watching that show. Okay. I love Berkshire Hathaway. It's a company, if you're going to study one company, it's the only company you have to study. It's legendary. People compete in a newspaper tossing competition. You can play ping pong with an enormous oversized paddle. You get Dairy Queen ice cream bars. An old man comes out with a ukulele. An old man hangs out with cheerleaders from the University of Nebraska. I've never hung out with cheerleaders. But if you're a Berkshire Hathaway member, and you go to their annual meeting, you can hang out with with cheerleaders. You can hang out with the Fruit of the Loom guys, which I found it racist that the grapes was an African-American who wore sunglasses. I don't even know if that's racist or not. I just threw it out there because I want controversy. Warren Buffett will play bridge with shareholders. He gets on a bull. The man gets on a bull because he owns a company called Justin Boots. He gets on a motorcycle because Geico pushes motorcycle insurance. The Geico lizard's there. I love the Geico lizard. Anyhow, and anyway, meet me Thursday, one week from today in Pleasanton, 6.30 to 9. Biggest event ever. Do you have enough money to last all of your retirement? Sign up at robblack.com. With OnStar, you've got a powerful... (laughs) Just make it all stop for a few minutes. Help me, God. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money. Investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Oh my. There's a new Xbox coming out. Details going to be shown to us May 21st. Yesterday we got Activision, publicly traded company, showing us a look at their next Call of Duty ghost game. But it wasn't a look at all. It was just a YouTube video of guys wearing masks. Dudes wearing masks. I refer to that as a loser, in large part because these games cost so much now. But our youths of America... Jones for video games. If I were a woman, I would instantly eliminate all men from the Darwinian gene pool if they have an Xbox. So we're going to get a new one on May 21st, or we're going to get a look at it that's going to be coming out this holiday season. And I'm Jones, because I love technology. I love watching how technology comes around. Fire up the Darwinian wood chipper. Google says today that YouTube has crushed regular TV. They've got a billion unique visitors every month. That's pretty impressive. The new Psy video is rising more rapidly than his previous Gangnam style. And I think it's actually cool if you say Gangnam style. Gangnam is a suburb of South Korea. And to pronounce it correctly, you say Gangnam instead of Gangnam. But to pronounce Mercedes correctly, you say, you say Mercedes. You know? Let's just Americanize whatever we want to Americanize. Damn it, we're Americans. So YouTube, one billion unique visitors. I'd say that's a huge win. Craft Beer says hello cans, goodbye bottles. Damn you, aluminum revolution. 15-year mortgages at record lows, that's amazing. 30-year mortgages are pretty darn good. In my sad file today, Chris Cross, rapper, dead at 34, drug apparent, overdose. First and foremost, his whole career was 20 years ago when he was 14 years old. You work from age 20 to 60. You hopefully die at 85. Average person dies somewhere between 75 and 77 right now. By the time you get there, it'll be probably 80. So let's hope we can steal a couple years. But you have to have income in retirement other than Social Security because if you ever take a look at it, it, there's a word on it called supplemental. It's a supplement. It's not meant to be supple. It's a supplement. It's adding to what you have in a nest egg. Most Americans don't have a nest egg that's worth two coins. So Chris Kelly, his prime was 20 years ago. Jump, jump. First and foremost, drugs are bad. I say moderation, even in moderation. He took too many drugs. Had he moderated it, he would have been okay. So I was talking to my doctor recently. 
about alcohol, and this conversation may or may not have happened, but it supports my moderation in moderation. And he says, how much do you have to drink a week? I say, 14. And he jumps in and he says, that's pretty good, two a day for seven days a week. I'm like, no, 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 14 a night. He goes, no, 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 that's not, that's bad, bad, bad. So Chris Kelly dead, age 34. That's kind of tragic. Will I Am teamed up with Coca-Cola, and I refer to that as tragic. He's trying to make Coca-Cola more sustainable. The dude rips off other musicians. I have no respect for that. JetBlue is getting shamed for jumping into the Jason Collins bandwagon via Twitter. They basically tweeted out kind of a rainbow and said, we're all on the same team. JetBlue is supportive of the gay community for a while. Brands are becoming more and more gay-supportive. They're becoming vocal to get publicity from it. But JetBlue's getting slammed for this. It's interesting. There's, the gay community's coming out and saying, shame on you. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't these days. Detroit's crushing it. GM's spiking after posting strong ratings. I got an email yesterday from some dude named Anton, if that's his real name. On the internet, you can be anyone you want, Anton. And he said, what do you think about Tesla? And I said, I don't like car companies. I like buying their debt more so than their stock. But you know what? I like GM and Ford stock. GM is crushing it. Now, ten years ago, five years ago, I didn't like the the stock of manufacturers because they had labor problems. We want more money. We want more health care. We're going to move these jobs to Europe. And now it's kind of played itself out. You know, Toyota's like 87% made in America now, or something stupid like that. They've got the statistics, I don't. I only know one statistic. Three out of four people make up 75% of people. So, But Detroit's crushing it. So Tesla, yeah, the stock's at a 52-week high. Good luck to it. Yeah, they're probably poised to dominate the electric vehicle market, the EV market. I think they're one recession away from people saying, I can't afford a $60,000 vehicle. European Central Bank cuts key interest rate to fight recession. That's probably the biggest story of the day. I could say General Motors, Visa, Allstate, Cardinal Health, all really good earnings. Facebook, pretty good. I could say all that, but I'm not going to because Mario Draghi came out today and he he said, he said, what did he say? Well, yesterday we had the bad ADP report. Today we had the really good first-time unemployment claims falling to the lowest level in years. Mario Draghi came out today, and he's the head of the European Central Bank, and he goes, Our monetary policy will remain accommodative. So he cut interest rates. And the market likes that. You know, Mother's Day is coming up. And before you have Mother's Day, it's we have Awesome Guy Day. Mother's Day is on Sunday, but Saturday is Awesome Guy Day, where all women are supposed to treat men as if they're awesome guys. Even if we're not, buy us pizza, give us head rubs. We're going to buy into this stupid holiday of Mother's Day. Yeah, 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 you pushed me out of your womb years ago. you got to buy into my fantasy of Awesome Guy Day. So ladies, get ready. Awesome day guy is right around the corner. 
taking a look at the um, markets. Let's see, how are we doing? Oh, not bad. S&P 500 is up 11. Dow's up 93. NASDAQ up 31. Yesterday we had a down day. Boo, sell in May. Today we have an awesome May day. What's it going to be? Let's see how my beloved Apple's doing. Woo, it's up 7 bucks. I got a big event coming up in Pleasanton. I know, people in Seattle, catch a plane, come to Pleasanton. That's what I'd do. People in San Francisco, catch a helicopter, come to Pleasanton. Next Thursday, it's a making your money last in retirement event. Sign up at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. The 500 index rebounds from the biggest drop in two weeks from Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York. I'm Charlie Pellet. Jobless claims unexpectedly fell and the European Central Bank... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. This is Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. It's time to talk to Chad again. He's a CFP. I'm not. A CFP is an accreditation that I wildly respect. I think it's really important to work with a financial professional in your retirement years, not so much during your accumulation years. I don't think you have time to lose. I don't think your money is too big to mess with, ultimately, in retirement. Again, I'm not saying work with an insurance agent. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying work with an attorney. No. I'm thinking of CFP. They're considered fiduciaries. They have to work in your best interest. If they don't, they can actually go to jail. That doesn't mean that all financial planners sell the best product. I don't believe in annuities for 95% of Americans. I don't believe in full commission annuities. Full commissions running as high as 9%. You pay for the insurance. You pay for the management. You pay for the planner. No. I believe a a planner should work on a flat fee. Percentage of assets. I think they should tailor product correctly to you. Not to their bottom line. SP 500 is up 13, the Dow is up 112, the NASDAQ up 35. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He's on the show on a regular basis. You can always find him at newfocusfinancial.com. A lot of people want to hire CFPs, and I know one of the questions that you ask is, how much money do you have in stocks, bonds, what's your house worth, how much income do you have, how much income will you need in retirement? But one of the lines in your forms is, how much do you have in stock options? In the Bay Area, a lot of people are wealthy on stock options. Let's talk a little bit about planning with stock options. Well, yeah, stock options are, you know, have been a, historically a pretty successful way to build wealth in the Bay Area, but they're one of the hardest things to plan for. And you have so many different there's, – there's restricted stock options or RSUs. They're just grants that vest over time. Um, there's incentive stock options and non-qualified stock options. And, 
the first step when it comes to stock options is is teaching a person to treat them as income. Because really all they are is the company can't afford to pay you what they think you're worth necessarily. They want you to work harder so that you have future benefit in the company's share appreciation. So you got to learn to treat your stock options as, as income. Don't treat it as a nest egg. Don't treat it as a home run. Don't treat it as anything but, like you said, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket in retirement. Therefore, you have to diversify out of your stock options because they are income. Yeah, and, and especially you know if you're younger and you you get up to ten to fifteen percent of your net worth in these leveraged options and they don't expire for a long period of time and you think the company's doing extremely well, then fine. But even after that, there there comes a point where you've got to make the decision that as the option ages, the leverage drops and the downside risk is higher than the upside risk. And so really what, what we do is keep a spreadsheet that shows, you know, here's the value of the stock, here's the strike price on the option, and any time that difference will still net you an 8 to 10% rate of return even after you pay Uncle Sam, that's when you know the trigger points are starting to hit and you should start diversifying. So if you're in your 50s, you need to, you know, start getting to the point where less than 5 to 10% of your portfolio is in your company options. Um, and that number is a little lower in your 30s. You could do 15% if you're really super aggressive because you've got time to, to deal with the fact of, you know, if the company goes upside down and your options are worthless, you've got time to make that up. And the way to look at it is your company, they already pay for your house, your car. They're already such a big portion of your, your income and your, your light daily costs that you can't have all your eggs in that one basket. Because sometimes companies do fail. Uh, WorldCom comes to mind, Enron comes to mind, so be careful in stock options. Well, yeah, and, and then also we're starting to see incentive stock options being granted again. Um, that's one of those, we saw a lot of those in 1998, 1999, where people exercise them, and the idea with incentive stock options, if you if they've longer than two years from grant or one year since you've exercised them, if you exercise and hold them, you can eventually get qualified for capital gains treatment. But they're subject to AMT, so what happens is people... If they exercise too late in the year and they try to hold them, they could exercise late in one year, owe a huge AMT tax, and the company fails the next year, and you can't go bankrupt with Uncle Sam. You just can't. Um, So if you're doing incentive stock options, you've really got to plan very carefully for those, run a lot of models, realize the AMT tax, and if you're going to exercise and hold them, you've got to do it real early in the year, like the first few weeks of January, so you have a whole year to be able to avoid the AMT um, by selling them early. It helps having a financial planner run the scenario for you or your own accountant run some scenarios for you? You've you got to have both. Okay. I mean, because to run those different scenarios, you need the you know, pretty extensive tax software. And so the financial planner can come up with the strategies and the what-if scenarios, and then you have the CPA or the enrolled agent run it through the models based on all the other issues, which is you know, how much property taxes you pay can also throw you into AMT, how many other deductions can throw you into AMT. There's, there's, there's a lot of issues. Managing your tax load is just as important as managing your insurance and your investments. Uh, anything else that we need to know about stock options? Well, then it kind of goes into ESPPs, which is the same deal. Um, the taxation is a little bit different, but what I tell people is if, again, they're, they're over 10% in their, their company stock and they're still buying the ESPPs for the discount, which makes sense financially in most, in most good companies, um, once those are two years old, make sure you have a plan once they reach that two-year period which is the qualifying date for most plans that are 18 months to two years, start selling those systematically and reinvesting them into something else. And again, 2012, capital gains tax 15%. 2013, 20% or higher. Right. So the tax laws change on a regular basis. People need to be aware of that. Right. Especially uh, you know, when you're sitting on a large sum of money. It's funny. I used to think of stock options as 
that person's sexy because they got stock options. Mm-hmm. The early 2000s and 90s were very good to say that you had stock options. Lots of option grants and free BMWs back then. Absolutely. A lot of people would convert and go and splurge on a car, which is something you should avoid doing because cars are depreciating assets. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, no, just the idea of treating it as income and, and don't be afraid of taxes. Taxes are going to be there if it's a success, successful situation. So um, you pay taxes when you have success, and you just have to plan to pay the least amount of taxes but still keep the most amount of your net worth. I would argue that the estate tax is not success. <laughs> the estate? You die, you owe tax. But then again, you were successful in your life, so I see what you're saying. That's Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. I've got butter in my throat. Long butter. Excuse me. Holy mackerel. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. You can find me online at robblack.com. Sometime soon I'm coming up. I promise this is not a threat. I'm coming up with a new website probably within 10 days. I just have to finish up my bios and stupid stuff like that. And let's face it, I'm successful. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. And uh, I don't have a lot of time for polishing up uh, things along the lines of uh, bios and about me and no thank you. Anyway, um, The Rock is the most successful athlete turned movie star ever. How does that make you feel? I think I'm angry about it. Don't forget I got a Make Your Money Last Till the Day You Die event coming up next Thursday in Pleasanton, California. You can learn more about the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's a Thursday evening event. Come meet me in CFP, Chad Burton. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your bu- uh, butter. Rob Black, your lung butter. Sitting with me today, my co-host, lung butter. <clears throat> I live in the Bay Area. I do work all across the nation. Um, love the Bay Area. The song, San Francisco. When you live in a city that people sing songs about, it's pretty cool. In my opinion. Now, what's not so cool? The Rock. He's currently in a Michael Bay film, No Pain, No Gain. You can look at a group of uh, wrestlers that we grew up idolizing Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant Nature Boy, Ric Flair Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Steve Austin John Cena but The Rock is the one who's emerged as uh, Dwayne Johnson has emerged as just huge in the past three months Snitch, G.I. Joe Pain and gain. 
each were in the top spot of the box office their opening weekend. So you can make fun of it. Or you could say, wow, this guy is a self-made guy. He got ahead of the class, so to speak. His next movie, Fast and Furious, is going to have to compete with The Hangover Part 3. And the movie Epic, to try to keep the streak alive. I'd say odds are pretty good, except for Hangover 3, which I think it's getting the R rating. If that's the case, it's a little bit better chance. No one can make these claims. He's got a crazy good streak going right now. No. Keep in mind, it goes even further back. You know, some of them were disappointing, like the movie Doom and the rundown. But the Scorpion King, the game plan, the Tooth Fairy, all did very, very, very well. I don't even know how we got to Fast and Furious 6. It lost me after Fast and Furious which I think I saw on cable. I'm not positive about it, but I think that's what happened. He was a showman first when he wrestled. He was a wrestler second. No matter how bad the show was, he tried to entertain. Whether it was on microphone for three minutes or, you know, running and dancing. So there you go, self-made man. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We want to get your calls in the air. We have the S&P 500 up 13, the Dow's up 112, the NASDAQ is up a scorching 35. So markets are up 1%. Yesterday, not so good. Today, good. I try not to predict the day-to-day, the week-to-week, the month-to-month. I try to get mantras to live by. I try to find great companies, and I worry about prices later. I think we live in a modern era that capitalism, for better or for worse, is something you invest in. I'm not saying that we don't look at our brothers and sisters in society fairly or on a more even plane with health care and opportunities. I'm saying that you have to understand that capitalism is something you believe in, not something you fight. Are we in the same type of capitalism we were 10, 20 years ago? No. Will we get back to that? Maybe. So stocks are clawing back from yesterday's losses. ECB cut interest rates today. That's the big story. me the biggest risk out there is not knowing what you're doing. And I see that happen so many times. The quality of a financial advisor is worth paying for. If you get an insurance guy who you know, doesn't know what he's doing, it's not worth paying for. A good financial advisor is going to cost you 1% a year roughly. You should have respect for that person. They should have empathy for you. They should get to know you. Trust yourself is a big piece of advice that I give in the world of investing. There's a lot of history in the world of investing that you can draw upon, and you should. 
common sense will tell you that, you know, if you own a good business, you'll make more money than people who lend to a good business. Owning a business is owning shares. Investing in bonds is investing in the people who lend the money. Not necessarily. It's, it's lending money to a company that's paying you back. Apple recently did a bond deal. Microsoft did a bond deal where they borrowed money at you know, roughly 3%, various time frames. Do you think they're going to grow their business at greater than 3% per year? I do. So I'd rather invest in the company. I was watching a little bit of the basketball game, hockey game yesterday. And it always saddens me when I see someone who just looks like they really shouldn't be there. I bet they're not investing in their 401k. And it strikes me like Americans don't really, they want to live in the now, not in the future. When you invest in stocks, you invest in the owner of a business. Like you can go out and invest in craft, you can go out and invest in Apple, you can go out and invest in AIG or Intel. Do you think these companies are going to earn billions of dollars in your lifetime? You bet. And as an investor, you share in the profits. You own part of the company. I wish I could go back in time and invest everything I could as often as I could. I went to a lot of concerts in my 20s. I wish I didn't. I went to a lot of bars. I wish I didn't. You know, you've got to live somewhat, right? Starting younger versus later is a big key. It'll last 80 years, 85 years. You have to fight inflation. You have to invite. You have to fight taxes. So you have to beat them. And the only way to beat them historically is not through real estate. It's through stocks. Can some real estate work out really well for you? Absolutely. But stocks are capitalism, which I continually get back to again and again and again and again and again. Capitalism is better than any other type of economic activity out there. Got to understand risk. Tesla makes cars. I think there's risk in the fact that they make $60,000 cars. I think they make very cool cars. I think eventually their company could be acquired for their technology. People misperceive risk, and that's the biggest drawback of investing. The world doesn't end. People fear that it ends. Kill fear. People fear loss more so than they fear gain. Or better yet, people fear loss more so than they hope for gain. So we react a lot differently to gains and losses. I love a down market. Then again, I'm the kind of guy who loved the 1980s movies where the girl's coming down the steps and she's kind of frumpy and the guy's waiting for her sister who's super hot, cheerleader, And the frumpy girl ends up looking really good by the end of the movie. Her hair comes down. Off comes the sweatshirt. The guy looks at her and is like, wow, I didn't know. And she was his best friend. So I like the frumpy. I like the down. Because I know how it ends. Fear's got a great grasp on people. And yet I could show you the stock market... In the last 80, 90 years, 
I could show you the chart where it's continually edging up, and you'll be like, I'm not, I'm afraid of losing money. And I could show you where Kennedy got shot on an 80-year chart. I could show you World War One. I, I could show you World War Two. I could show you Iraq One, Iraq Two. I could show you a little North Korean dude all stressing out the world with nuclear weapons. And if you look at that chart, you don't even see it. On a day-to-day, it's parabolic. Over time, it's, it's smooth and edging higher, because that's capitalism. And yeah, on a day-to-day basis, you may love Obama, you may hate Obama. You may love Republicans, you may hate Republicans. I don't know. I'm not that smart. Not unequity. You're going to lose to inflation, and you're going to lose to taxes. You're going to lose the fact that the dollar gets weaker on a year-over-year basis. Now five and a half times. So... In the last 40 years, what's been better? Stocks and bonds? Bonds, no. CDs, no. Real estate, no. Stocks have been the winner. Learn more about me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I always have events coming up, whether they're webinars or seminars. I'll probably be somewhere close to you. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. And iHeart Radio Station. I am always looking for perfection. Sometimes I hit it, sometimes I don't. Today's first hour is perfect. Second hour has contained one mistake. You figured out which one. Anyhow, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. The ECB, Mario Draghi, has basically said, we're cutting interest rates. He's not ignoring what's happening in Europe. I see some signs that Europe's getting slightly better. Not a lot, slightly especially tied towards autos. I'm not wildly up and down ecstatic. I'm still traumatized, crisscross. Half of them is dead. The water closed backwards. Even more is closed backwards as a grown-up. That's weird. NASDAQ's up 36, Dow's up 108, SP 500 up 13. Um, the One World Trade Center, the last piece of it's going up today. Seems like it's been a long time. The cost of solar energy falling rapidly. That's going to benefit society over time. 
you have to always pay attention to technology. You have to. Because it changes the way energy is playing, entertainment, IT manufacturing, transportation. It's disruptive. Electronic cigarettes have technology in them. So when you see people using electronic cigarettes, it's a massive revolution. Battery-powered smokes, less toxic than regular cigarettes. They allow you to smoke in places where you can't smoke. 3D printing is a technology that it should be able to double its market size in the next six to seven years. The aerospace, the orthopedic area is going to be the most value. They're going to be the earliest adopters. 50% of parts used in jet engines could be manufactured by 3D printers. So 3D printing not going away. Genomics and personalized medicine is going to be disruptive. It's an industry that's already exploding. $2.1 billion in genomics by 2015 to $700 million in 2005. That's explosive. Gene sequencing companies, pharmaceutical diagnostic companies are big. Mobile payments are incredibly disruptive. They're big in Japan. They've already got 55% penetration. Cell phones reign supreme. In developed markets, it's going to be limited to transit and retail transactions. There's currently 6 billion phone subscriptions globally. It could be a trillion-dollar transaction business by 2016. Energy exploration technology has gotten so good recently because we're pumping chemicals into the ground to free up energy. It's called fracking. That we're not freaked out about peak oil right now. We're not freaked out about $200 barrel oil. So shale could be a $100 billion, $100 billion per year market. Offshore oil and gas production already accounts for 45% of incremental supply. Companies that use oil, switching to natural gas. Big changing technology that's widely, wildly being adopted. Streaming entertainment is replacing the way we used to consume entertainment. So the flat panel TV, not going to go away, but Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Google, they're all making TV shows now. They're all making content. Streaming's already nudging out regular TV. TV ratings have declined 1.2% since 2010. In that same period of time, three years, Netflix subscriptions up 70%. Services, software as a service, not going away. The cloud, it's too cheap to resist. There's something called software-defined networks. It's got Cisco systems freaked out. It's expected to grow from $360 million in business in 2013 to $3.7 billion by 2016. So you have to pay attention to technology. 
it's disruptive, and it, it's you're talking about billions of dollars. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Linden Club's probably going to go public sooner than later. I'm leery about giving cash to a company like a lending club to let others borrow. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Just means that, I don't know. I'm not trying to be the old guy who doesn't like anything. I'm trying to say, Chris Kelly, dead at age 34. 15-year mortgage rate's wonderful. Google versus Apple, going to be a battle that continues on. Apple had this beautiful walled garden, and Google's going after it. I have an event coming up called Building a Retirement Portfolio that lasts May 9th at the Sheraton Pleasanton Hotel. Fly in from other countries. Fly in from around the world. It's worth it. 6.30 to 9 in Pleasanton. Pleasanton's got a great steakhouse. You can find me online at robblack.com. You can find that event online at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. Come back in 22 to 23 hours, whatever city you're in. Find me online at kdow.biz. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.